Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a message for anyone with high LDLC or bad cholesterol who has had or is at risk of having a cardiovascular adverse event. Merck is studying an investigational medication to see whether it may help lower the risk of future cardiovascular adverse events. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death worldwide, and in the United States alone, there are over 73 million people living with high LDLC. To learn about whether you may qualify, visit CoralReefStudies.com now. Again, that is C-O-R-A-L-R-E-E-F-S-T-U-D-I-E-S.com. Kind of a good news, bad news situation here if you're a Sacramento Kings fan. The bad news is Sacramento Kings appear to be a kerosene-soaked dumpster fire. The good news, after about 15 years, I think we've all grown more than a little bit used to this. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I'm your host, Damian Barling, and I thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. I thank you so much for allowing us and allowing me to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. Literally, absolutely nothing good to talk about tonight. Kings go to Dallas before the All-Star break and get their ass asses absolutely handed to them. They should have stayed at home. 130 to 111. Didn't even remotely put up a fight. Kings fall to 21 and 33. And it feels like breaking this game down would be just a little bit silly here at this point because there are so many other news and notes uh, regarding the Sacramento Kings. Uh, But basketball is what you're here for. Post game is what you're here for. By the way, if you're a basketball fan, if you're into gambling, head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. Uh, With football season over, some of you gamblers got to occupy your time. Why not lay some money down on basketball? I can't imagine what the over-unders are going to be for the All-Star game coming up this weekend. Maybe you could play some bets on with a buddy healed. It's going to win the three-point contest. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. That means if you deposit $100, you'll get an extra $50 in free money to play with. You guys can do the math. That's not the strong shoot of this show. All you got to do is use the promo code today. No, that's that's the promo code today. That'll activate your offer. Use the promo code today. That'll get you extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Over at my bookie, as long as you don't bet on the Sacramento Kings, unless you bet the over, you probably nailed it with this one. 130 to 111 again was the final score. This game was all about Luka Doncic. Shocker. This game was all about Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I, I guess there's a number of different things to talk about. We're going to get to Luke Walton's press conference here in just a few minutes. And, and, and what you need to know in the game is it's pretty simple. De'Aaron was terrible. He had 16 points on 16 shots. He was 5 of 16. Bogdan Bogdanovich was 2 for 11 on the day. He was 1 of 9 from 3. He finished with 6 points. Uh, As a matter of fact, 
the starting lineup combined again math not the not my strong suit here 1827 the starting lineup scored a combined 37 points make sure i got that right no that's that can't be right 47 points they scored a combined 47 points luka doncic and kristaps porzingis alone scored 60 they didn't get any help from the bench where Buddy Heald was 8 of 21. He scored 22 points uh, tonight. He had nine assists to go with those 22 points, but I feel like a lot of what Buddy was able to accomplish uh, was in garbage time. Uh, the bigger issue with this team tonight was defense, or perhaps better stated, their lack of it. Of course, uh, Luke Walton got all in a tissy when Yogi Ferrell missed a defensive assignment, called timeout, took Yogi Ferrell out the game. You know I'm a big Yogi Ferrell fan, and I've always been conditioned to believe that Luke Walton hates Yogi Ferrell. Now I very much believe that Luke Walton hates Yogi Ferrell. Called timeout, yanked Yogi Ferrell out the game, let De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes go out and make the same mistakes that Yogi Ferrell did. Kings were a disaster from beginning to end. They should have just stayed. They should have just jumped on the plane after that great effort against Milwaukee and flown back home giving the game to Dallas on a forfeit. They give up 31 points, 31 to 24. They were outscored 31 to 24 in the second quarter. They were outscored 33 to 25 in the third quarter. Uh, This just was, it it was trash from beginning to end. I mean, Luka had 17 at halftime. He was staring triple-double numbers in the face. The Mavericks took an 11-point lead into halftime. Luka was making fools of everybody. Kristaps Porzingis was making fools of anybody. This is one of the best games that I've seen Kristaps Porzingis play, by the way. And I've, and in case I haven't mentioned it on this podcast, I know I've mentioned it on my daily podcast, the podcast with Damian Barling, but it, it's worth, even if I have said it, it's worth repeating. Man, I was wrong about the Mavericks. I didn't expect them to come out I didn't expect them to be this good this year. I didn't expect Luka to take such a giant leap forward because uh, he was so good last year. I didn't think he was going to take such a giant leap forward here uh, in his second year, and I thought it was going to take Porzingis a little bit of time to get his feel back for the NBA game. And I was an offer right there, and I didn't take into account how good the Dallas Mavericks organization is, and most importantly, I didn't take into account how great of a coach Rick Carlisle is. Uh, So as I state how wrong I was about the Dallas Mavericks, they took an 11-point lead into halftime. Uh, Kings came out of the locker room flat. Uh, Lead got to 14, eventually got to 19. We even saw it get to 21 there at one point. Kings trailed by 19 points, headed into the fourth. Weird stat, though. Kings only turned the ball over four times at the start of the fourth quarter. Not they turned the ball over four times at the start of the fourth quarter. They only had turned the ball over four times by the time the fourth quarter started. And they were down 19 points. That's an incredible stat. That just goes to show you how bad this team was playing offensively and how disinterested uh, they came across. Um, 130 to 111. The Kings are now 21 and 33. Now, perhaps the bigger issue, because it feels like a whole world of things have happened since the last time we talked after what I thought was a very promising performance from the Sacramento Kings against the Milwaukee Bucks. When I say promising, I don't know that it was going to lead to anything, but it was a good performance from the team. And then it 
wasn't too long later that we find out that Rashawn Holmes is uh, going to be reevaluated in two to three weeks for his shoulder injury, which we now know is a labral tear. We didn't know that before. We have been told, uh, as as we've heard from the Sacramento Kings, just a bunch of players are sore. Like we've got foot soreness for Marvin Bagley. We had shoulder soreness for Rashawn Holmes. Well, now we've learned that it's not actually shoulder soreness that's keeping him out. Well, it, and it actually, I guess technically it's a play on words. It is the soreness that's keeping him out. Soreness is probably the wrong word. Having been around somebody who tore that part of their shoulder before, it's not soreness, it's pain. There's a severe difference between soreness and pain. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Rashawn Holmes is in pain. That's why he got the PRP injection. That's why he's going to be reevaluated in two to three weeks. Now, this has sprung up a whole bunch of conversations from Sacramento Kings fans. Are the medical staff within the organization, are they misdiagnosing injuries? Uh, Is the organization being, uh, are they not being transparent about what's going on with the Sacramento Kings? Who benefits from not saying, man, Rashawn Holmes has a labral tear? Who benefits from not saying, hey, there might not, there there might be a serious issue with uh, Marvin Bagley's foot that we got to get looked at here? Who benefits from any of this? Because there's a narrative out there that Marvin Bagley is soft. Well, what if Marvin Bagley is really hurt and his foot's jacked up? They're just not telling us. We've kind of been waiting and, you know, tapping our fingers on the table, waiting for Rashawn Holmes to return. He's got a tear in his shoulder. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty confident I know enough about the medical body or I'm pretty confident to know I know enough about the human body to know medically his shoulder is going to remain torn until someone goes in there and fixes it like it's not going to heal they're not looking for a way to get Rashawn Holmes better they're looking for a way to eliminate the pain so we can get back out there on the basketball floor and help this sorry ass basketball team because that's pretty much what they are right now especially after watching them lose by tw- uh, 19 points, and they it should have been 22. They hit a three uh, in the final second. This is a sorry-ass basketball team that didn't put up any effort tonight headed into the All-Star game. Absolutely got embarrassed by a player that the Kings fan base is longing to have. I love this athletic article, which is kind of the next part of, of the podcast here. It's kind of the next part of the conversation. If you don't subscribe to The Athletic yet, become one. Become one immediately because you know there's going to be all sorts of drama circulating around the Sacramento Kings over the course of the next few months, and you don't want to miss out on any of it. This was a fantastic piece. Sam Amick was a part of it. Shams was a part of it. Uh, Jason Jones was a part of it. There's a bunch of different nuggets that are worth pointing out, and I try to be selective here because I do respect uh, the platform. I respect all three of those journalists I just mentioned. This is a pay site, so as much as I would love to sit here and read the article for you, because it, it is compelling enough that I'm confident I could put on a very entertaining podcast just by reading verbatim the article uh, that these three guys put out on The Athletic. But I am going to just point out a couple of pieces that I think are worth pointing out as we wait for Luke Walton to uh, head to the microphone and tell us how bad the team played tonight. 
I mentioned Marvin Bagley a minute ago. I mentioned the Kings laying laying an egg uh, against a player, Luka Doncic, that so many of the Kings fan base wanted before last year's draft, wanted even more last year, and their heads are exploding this year. And early in the article, it notes that, oh, yeah, you know, Vivek Ronald, uh, excuse me, uh, at this point, you know, Vladi Divac's really tired of, of hearing about Luka Doncic, and, oh, I don't know this for sure, but you got to imagine that Marvin Bagley feels the same way. Yeah. And, like, I don't care how tired Vlade Divac is of hearing about Luka Doncic. He's the one who screwed this up. Like, he's the one who, he is the guy who turned a two-person draft into something else. And you could talk about, the, you know, what the Hawks did and Trey Young, and you could talk about DeAndre. You could do all of that. For whatever reason, DeAndre Ayton was slated to be the number one overall pick. Me personally, I didn't see it. I didn't get it. Like, he emerged at some point during the regular season, didn't even, like, like he played, what, one game in the NCAA tournament? Now, he has turned out to be a, he's a, a fine player right now who was evolving into a very, very good basketball player. He's evolving into a very, very good big man. But he's not in the MVP conversation like Luka Doncic is. Luka Doncic and, and, and Kristaps Porzingis are, are just picking up where guys like Dirk Nowitzki and all the different characters that he's had through his career, he's picking, picking up right where they left off, staying with Rick Carlisle, keeping this train moving. Luka Doncic right now is like he's setting the groundwork for being a generational player, which is amazing to think about. And I laugh when I read things like, oh, Flades, he's, he's tired of hearing about this. Yeah, too damn bad. This your bad player. Like if, if Kings fans want to talk about Luka Doncic till the end of time, they can. Portland Trailblazers, they're probably talking about Kevin Durant. They're probably talking about Michael Jordan. And they're allowed to. And the Sacramento Kings fans, they're very much allowed to talk about Luka Doncic and how it sucks that he's not a member of the Sacramento Kings. I am going to read one part that really stood out early in the article to you. I'm going to read it verbatim because I don't want to mess any of it up. Uh, And then we're going to have Luke Walton here in just a second. Frustration, and this is a quote, Frustration has been mounting among Kings owner Vivek Ranadive and others within the ownership group over the franchise front office and coaching, multiple sources tell The Athletic. Sources say Ranadive has shared his frustration with both front office and coaching decisions in a variety of unfiltered ways, including private conversations with business associates and in text messages during a season-long group chat with Vlade Luke Walton, Assistant General Manager Peja Stoyakovich and Chief Operating Officer. Matina is like this dark figure that like lingers over the Kings franchise. And so many people associated with the Kings like allude to her, but never say her name. And there's reasons for that. And I understand what the reasons are. So I ain't getting mixed up in it. But her name was mentioned here in this article. I continue the complaints. Sources say have been focused on the team's underachievement and the part they all played in it. One more other note that's worth pointing out, and again, I will read this one line verbatim. As it stands, however, sources say there is no indication that a change in the front office or coaching staff will be made anytime soon. I did not take that to mean uh, a change in the coaching staff uh, You know, during the regular season. I'm taking that to mean 
during the regular season. I'm taking that to mean during this offseason. And I'm taking that during to mean well into next season before we even consider. And if they're even remotely considering a coaching change, the general manager has to go too. For my money, the general manager should be fired now. Like today. He should be gone. This is a this is a disaster. This organization is a disaster. And now there's questions. There's, there's there, again, more to the article. Buddy healed status with the organization. We'll get to that in just a minute. Here's Luke Walton. Uh, not how we wanted to, to go into the break. It's going to make it tough to enjoy ourselves. But, uh, you know, it was give them credit. They, they played well. Uh, for some reason, we didn't, we didn't feel uh, the need to try to do to play much defense tonight. Uh, outside of we had a handful of guys that did, and I was I was happy with with that effort. But um, you know we you know we we, we couldn't stop uh, their top guys, and uh, when we did, we you know it just didn't feel like we had the the, the passion and it, desire uh, that it takes to win, especially on the road in this league. So that's a good team and uh, um, frustrating loss. Well, the loss I can live with. The the effort is frustrating. Belly picked up his second foul at about the 320 yeah. mark, you know, just three minutes, 20 seconds in the first quarter. How much did that impact your guys' game plan and what you kind of were able to do? Oh, it hurt. I mean, he's right, right now he's a, our backup five, too. So I put him back in trying to get something going, and then he picked up his third foul right after that. So uh, we, were, we were scrambling. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's still it's a game of basketball. And, you know, when we when we competed and played at a certain level, we got ourselves back into the game and hung around. Um, and then, you know, for what, for whatever reason, uh, we just we, we kept having mental breakdowns and, uh, and letting them go on runs. And, again, you got to give them credit. They, they made big they, – they, they hit their shots when they were open. Um, but we got to be better. How much will this break kind of help both physically and mentally, you think, for this group? Um, it'll be good. It, it, the break's always good. It's, it's a long season for every team to get to kind of get a little time off and time away. Um, we're pretty banged up, but, you know, I don't, you know, we'll see uh, what the reports look like when we get back. But uh, there's, you know, there's a good chances. Uh, our, a lot of our bigs are still out uh, when we get back after it again next week. So, uh, it, but it'll, it'll be good to kind of uh, regroup and mentally, kinda, you know, get a little bit of a break. Assess the uh, first half of the year. You guys are 21 and 33 now. You guys ups and downs. Ups and downs. Yeah. Done some really nice things. Um, continue to fight. Um, you know, record's not what we'd like to be, but we've we've made some improvements. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's probably not the right time to. You know, ten minutes to reflect on it, but it's you know we've had some we've had some good moments and we've had some frustrating moments. Luke, there was a little bit of an exchange of words with Luca at the end of the third quarter. What what happened there? Oh yeah, I don't I don't know I, I don't know if he did. I I was I, I have all the respect of the world for Luca. He he got what he wanted tonight wherever he wanted. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't saying anything to him. I don't know if he thought I said something to him, uh, but yeah I. He had a great game. He's a great player, and uh, you know he led his team to victory. Give, give him, give him credit. I guess on TV he said he thought she said something to him that he didn't like. That's what he's responding to. Yeah, I wouldn't. I was no. I wouldn't have said any <laughs> anything. Uh, I mean, what can you say? He's, he was 
you know, between him and Porzingis, they 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 uh, they handled that game. So uh, yeah, I, there's nothing uh, I, I, again, I, nothing but uh, praise for him as a player, and uh, he had a great game tonight. Defensively, over these last couple of games, what have you seen that's allowed the teams to get over, you know, over 120 on you? Yeah, um, you know, I think as much you know, we're, we're trying to you know play with some of these different groups and smaller lineups, um, and that that puts more pressure on our defense. It puts more, uh, you know, we got to do a better job. But when we're small, being physical and and, and, and playing you know team defense and all these type of things but uh which is more of a challenge on the defensive end for sure and i get that but that's there's not you know any other options right now our other bigs are all hurt so uh, as a group we have to understand that and go out there and do a better job of getting stops and getting rebounds and running back in transition and all those things that we're very capable of doing um and, you know, I think Harry is kind of the, the one main big is doing a pretty nice job doing those things for us. But, uh, you know, there's times where other teams are small or, you know, he needs a break or foul trouble, whatnot, that, you know, we got small groups in there and we got to be able to get stops. Was that the idea with the starting lineup going three yeah, guards? But the way Porzingis is playing right yeah, now, it's he's just, not saying anything to you know. He, I'm going to go ahead and end whatever Luke Walton is talking about there because I have a couple of notes here that I think are worth pointing out. If you go back to the early part of that conversation with Katie Hunter, he said, oh, we had a bad defensive effort, except for a handful of guys. I'm sorry, Luke. Uh, who are you referring to? Which handful of members of Sacramento Kings in those god-awful red uniforms played good defense tonight. I can answer that for you. None of them. And I wish one of those reporters out there would have followed that up, and maybe it wasn't important to them. They've got a story to write. They don't care. I'm a different type of interviewer. Those guys out there aren't out there doing interviews. They're out there trying to get, you know, uh, quotes for their, you know, for their written pieces that they got to do. But I would have loved to have followed that up with, I'm sorry, who are the handful of guys that play defense in a Kings uniform tonight? He started that whole press conference like he had no idea who anybody's name was. A handful of guys did this and a handful of guys like that. And there are guys over there. They did this and they got, do you not know anybody's name or you just don't want to say Luca or Przingis or you're afraid to call out someone like Yogi Ferrell, who you obviously yanked out of a game because he missed a defensive effort because you don't want someone on Twitter going, grabbing film of the 47 times that's happened to Buddy Heald in the last three nights. What was he talking about? What was the other note that I took here? Oh, he, he said, well, the, you know, the Kings, they find their, that we, we found a way to get back in the game, and then the, the Dallas just hit shots. I'm so sorry. If you were at work or you were commuting and you missed this game, I'm going to tell you right now definitively, the Sacramento Kings never got back in this game. Never. From the time we got to halftime, it was an 11-point lead. The Kings were never in it. I have no clue what Luke Walton is referring to unless he's exclusively talking about the first quarter. So if he's talking about the first quarter when the Kings were only down by four, oh, okay. But he spoke about that as if it was a game-long thing where the Kings had fought their way back in it and then Dallas just pulled away. No, they very much did not. The lead teetered between 11 and 14 virtually the entire second half until it got up to 19, then it got to 20. What is he talking about? Goodness gracious. That was absolutely absurd. Just ridiculous. 
couple other NBA notes. Toronto's 15-game win streak came to an end today, and it uh, looks like Dame Lillard's going to be out of the All-Star game. He had a groin injury. Uh, I was talking about, before we went to Luke Walton, I know I was still referencing the athletic article. I can't remember exactly where I was. Oh, as it stands, however, sources say there's no indication that a change to the front office or coaching staff will be made anytime soon. Yeah, I, I'm taking that to mean that, that they're anytime soon. Like, that's not going to be this. And this is my own interpretation of the article. He's not making a change during the season. He's not making a change after this season. These guys are joined at the hip for the next four years. And I would love one explanation from any of you. And you could text it to me. I realize there are plenty of people who listen to this podcast, who think I'm a complete idiot. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Just share with me this. 916-888-5898. That's the beauty of sports, right? We argue stuff. This is what I would like you to do. If you think Vlade is a good general manager, text me why. 916-888-5898. I'll go a step further. If you think Vlade should keep his job, tell me why without using the term organizational stability or organization stability. Which one is it? Organizational? Ah, it was right the first time. Organizational uh, stability. Don't use that term. You got to tell me on his merits, why does Vlade deserve a job? What has Vlade done right as the general manager? The DeMarcus thing probably worked out pretty well, right? With Buddy coming in and I, I'm not going to, and I know it was referenced in the article, I'm not buying that De'Aaron Fox, the Kings drafted De'Aaron Fox because they traded DeMarcus Cut. I'm just, don't. Save save that argument for someone who has absolutely no intelligence because that that's garbage. That is absolute garbage. But the acquisition of Buddy Heald has worked out for now until you read further down the athletic article, and you realize there may be a point this offseason where Buddy says, the hell with you, get me out of here. I don't know, man. Buddy was awfully quiet last year. Buddy Buddy went through some out, just outright disrespect from his head coach last year. It didn't say anything. Buddy has been a little bit more vocal about his frustrations. Not a little bit, but he has been a lot bit more vocal about his frustrations with the organization, and rightfully so. There's a lot more to be frustrated this year than there was last year. But it's cool, though. It's good, Kings fans. Don't worry, because the Kings, they got rid of Dave Yeager. Remember, they didn't have a good rapport. Remember, Dave Yeager and the players, they didn't have a good rapport. So the Kings went out and got a guy who can be the Kings player's friend. Luke Walton, the little buddy of the Sacramento Kings. Good for them. How is that working out? It's working out to the tune of 21 and 33, which I believe sets up Luke Walton to a pace of 30, 33 wins, 33 wins, 32 wins. Either way, six to seven games worse than last year. I'm actually slowing down my tone and creating more spaces here in this podcast because I'm wondering uh, if we're going to get Buddy Hield, it looked like Buddy was quickly trying to get off the floor. He's the only one who actually has to make the trip uh, to Chicago. 
I was wondering if we were going to get a media session from here on NBC Sportsnet, but they have just gone to commercial, and I'm out of things to say. We are all going to take a much-needed break from the Sacramento Kings. I'll see if I can gather up some Kings insiders and get them on some podcasts over the course of the next few weeks, but I don't think we have a game until, what, next... What are we talking here? Wednesday, Thursday? Let's see what we got. I'm trying to pull up my calendar. Sorry, I'm so slow. Yeah, next Thursday, uh, Golden One Center. I'll take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, So that'll be the next post-game show that we do. If I'm able to wrangle a couple of your favorite Kings insiders, I'll try to get a podcast from now until then here up on the feed. Appreciate you, as always, for tuning in. This season sure has not gone the way uh, that we thought it would. When we wrapped up our conversation with Aaron Bruski a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know if you had the chance to hear that yet. If you haven't, go back in the archives, take a listen to it a couple of shows ago. Uh, I asked for a pay raise. Uh, he declined. So we're going to keep rolling, and we're going to get through this season together. I'm just kidding. I didn't ask Bruski for a pay raise. Uh, we'll get through the rest of this season together, man, and hopefully we'll have some light at the end of some tunnel somewhere. Appreciate you as always for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. If you just can't get enough of me, check out the daily podcast. It's called The Podcast with Damian Barling. It is available every single day, Monday through Thursday, post 5.30 in the a.m. Become a subscriber there, uh, and we will be back with more following the All-Star break here on the Sacramento Kings podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I made the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.